0: Everyone, welcome to a Rocky Start podcast. I'm your host Brian Argot. On a Rocky Start podcast, I talk with the guests about sports and their background in sports to see where they come from. Because we all have a rocky start in life. Today's guest is Andrea Hageman. She's the deputy news director at Sports Illustrated. She graduated at Georgetown with a master's in sports industry management. She actually just started at Sports Illustrated right when COVID nineteen happened in March, when everything kind of shut down. She's uh, had to adjust and she's here with us today.
1: I lived in Southern California my whole life. Um, went to USC for undergrad and then I had stayed in LA for a little bit and then I worked for the Eagles. So I moved down to orange County for that season because the five is terrible and, <laughs> and driving back and forth like late after games too. And it wasn't good. So, um, and then I ended up moving um, back to Ventura for like six months and then moved back down to LA for then five, six years. Um, and then now I'm back up here. So I tired of my rent.
0: <laughs> yeah. Working for the Angels, that was your first kind of gig?
1: Um, kind of. I I did um I worked in production for Time Warner's, well now it's Spectrum SportsNet. So the Lakers and Dodgers Network. So that was really exciting because when I started, they were just about to launch the Dodgers Network. And so we had like this huge like launch party. And then it also opened up more um, ships too because most people were um, on English or Spanish Lakers. And so I did both of those and then um, opening Dodgers too. And then of course, like they had their World Series runs during that time in um, late playoff bids. So It was kind of exciting to be around that so I um, was there for three years and so during that time I overlapped with working at the Angels at the same time and then working for NFL and then eventually when I went full-time at NFL then I um, was able to leave my other job so I was like I don't really have time to do
0: both. (laughs) Was it hard to leave baseball?
1: Oh kind of like especially working for the Angels it was such a like family environment. Um and everybody's like so close. It's such a small front office. And it was really fun to be there. And at that time they won the West. So it was exciting. I got to be down in the clubhouse for, and they're like, you know, spraying the champagne and everything. It's like this is like how cool is that <laughs> Down here for that moment. But um but it's like I was in media relations and it was it's not like I was in sponsorship or marketing where it's a revenue generating department. So they couldn't, as like after my internship was over, It's was like, well, we can't, like, we want to give you here, but we can't because like, we don't really have a, we have to create a position. And, hmm. and at that time, you know, the angels, they don't really want to spend money. So
0: Yeah. yeah. What would now, would they have that kind of position in the media relations?
1: I think so. I know that they had some, because of um, other things going on, they, they changed, um, some departments around and people have left for other jobs or, you know, other circumstances. So, um, you know, it would be great to like be back with a team, either them or Dodgers or like Lakers, Lakers that I would, I would buy if I worked for the so, Lakers because um, so, that's so, something that would be amazing. Same. I'm a Yankees fan actually. So working for the Yankees living in New York, that's like dream job right there.
0: Yeah. So, what are your what are your favorite sports teams?
1: Uh, so, Chargers, and I have to balance out. You know, so if I like the Yankees, you know, I gotta like the Chargers, since they, you know, tend to break my heart all the time.
0: How How do you feel the Chargers? They don't have a city. <laughs> yes, I know.
1: Oh, um, and I started liking them when they had drafted Philip Rivers, as I was like, this guy's. You know, of course, it was the whole Eli debacle, and yeah. Oh, so when they made the trade and drafted him, then I was like, okay, I want to follow this team. And being in Southern California, you either had the national teams that are on the broadcast, or you have Raiders cause there's a big like Raiders and Cowboys contingent in Oxnard, which is considering Ventura. So right. a lot of like those games are on, or like Steelers or something. And so I started following the Chargers and um I'm still a fan, Uh, and when they moved, I was a little disappointed because um, I was like, well, I wanted, I liked going down to San Diego and going to games there, even though it was always, um, it felt like a road game. (laughs) uh, You're at the Chargers Stadium, um, and it was, you know, obviously defunct facility, so um, I'm excited, you know, eventually, probably not this year, but maybe next year, going to the new stadium and either, you know, a Rams game or a Chargers game for really Chargers.
0: Right. Yeah. No, the stadium looks phenomenal. Driving past it all the time. It's like, wow. It's just one of the state of the art stadiums. And I think, uh, you know, the char- Chargers are definitely in the rebuilding mode after Rivers now. Now you could be a Colts fan.
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> I have a, somebody had given me a fathead. It's, it's all like my brothers. It's in a box in the other side of the room, um, and it's, it's his helmet. And so my mom had said, my mom, you know, bless her heart, she's not, she doesn't keep up with, you know, all the sports. She likes sports. She's, you know, knows how, you know, sports work. She's not, you know, completely um, inept with it, but she doesn't keep up with the news. And so she said, well, does Philip Rivers, does he have a job yet? And I said, yes, he is with the Colts. He signed with the Colts. He's only going to be there for a year or two. And I said I'm gonna have to update my fat head because uh, uh, one, it's the old Chargers bolt logo, but it's I'm gonna have to put some like horseshoes so it looks like the <laughs> accurate on my fat <laughs> head here. But,
0: his, his first year starting, he was that was the '07 team. I remember that Lidini e. Thompson's rec- uh, touchdown record. That God, I thought that year they were gonna possibly go to the Super Bowl. Then they met the inevitable guess the Patriots. <laughs> Yeah. Then, There's been
1: so many moments where even this, not last year, but the season before where it's like, wow, like they beat the Ravens. Oh my God. Like they're going to do it this year. And then, no, nope, no, they go to Foxborough and no, nope, no, nope, nope. it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. It's like that Philip Rivers, Tom Brady conversation. If they ever. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I think Philip I'm Rivers. Oh,
1: ahead. sorry. Go ahead.
0: And I was going to say, I think Philip Rivers will one day work in media. He'd be great at it. I think.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember um, right before that Pat's Chargers game and telling my boss, like, well, if they win and if they end up going to the Super Bowl, can I arrange where I'm being going for that weekend or whatever? And he's like, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I want you to wait a little bit and see what happens. And all of a sudden, they just, like, blown out. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> I, just, I turned my chair and I was like, yeah, I don't think I need to arrange <laughs> <our> travel. <laughs>
0: You come into the office Monday morning. He just like looks at you with a little smirk and walks fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, well. <laughs> so uh, after after baseball, you had went and worked at. Um, you had worked with the NFL.
1: I did. I was there for um, a little over five years, and so I went. Um, I went there just kind of on the like I the gumption of, well, I like to write, I can edit, and I had a friend there at the time that said, hey, we're looking for editors, like, are you into doing this, and at that time, I had just finished my job with the Angels, and I was kind of looking to, like, stay with the team, or end up going back into, like, broadcasting, or something like that, and so I was, I told myself, like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll take this, as it's work, I need, you know, money, and else it's, like, you know, a great opportunity obviously aside from just like the necessity and I um so I then I ended up being there five years and then I um had just finished my master's in May and so but a couple months prior I was contacted by SI and they were looking for people to kind of beef up this LA office and of course COVID happened so we're not actually in (laughs) set, but um, I'm part of this west coast team that kind of help. Supplement the coverage, especially since so many games and so late, and it's easier for people on the West Coast to take care of these night recaps than people on the East Coast. So
0: nice, well, congratulations on that. It's huge. Thank you. Did you always know you wanted to be in sports?
1: Yes and no. I I knew I wanted to be in some form of entertainment. Uh, I just always loved it since I was a kid. I'm a huge movie fan, and I. Um, grew up in a sports family. Growing up, we had season tickets for USC football, um, the Dodgers, even though I'm not a Dodgers fan, I still like going to the games. Yeah, fun. And so it was awesome just being around that environment. And my family, my grandfather um, was a big influence. He was a huge sports fan and would go to all the USC away games. And so he was a, a, a big influence on that and watching games with him. And so when it came time for college and kind of deciding what field I want to go into, I was really inspired to by Lindsay Rhodes and Shelley Smith and seeing these like phenomenal Pam Oliver, phenomenal side quarters, Doris Berg, of course the goats um, oh, yeah. these like awesome women and thinking like, Hey, that could be me. I could be in this industry and then also learning about Amy Trask and other people that have ascended the ranks and, you know, proven that you don't have to be a guy, you don't have to be a former player to be in the sports industry. And so they were all big influences. And so I majored in communication at USC. And of course there it was Lane, you know, Lane Kiffin was the head coach. Yeah. There's tons of drama, of course. That <laughs> they were And then at that time, um, their preseason ranked number one, Matt Barkley was there. There was the Heisman implications and, Definitely on the uh, also with the heels of the sanctions that USC went through that were unprecedented at that time for what the crime was. Um, Not that I'm bitter or anything. Uh, And I, it was just like such a cool environment to be in, and of course, being in, in LA too. You're around Lakers, Clippers, Dodgers, Angels, Kings, all these teams that are sparks, everybody that's there and having those connect, building those connections and, and networking and everything. So it just kind of was a path I knew I was going to be on it, but it was just moving, you know, along and eventually kind of picking, different, you know, jobs here and there and not really having a guided path as, you know, one would probably prefer, but I'm just kind of deciding like what I liked, what I didn't like about different parts of the industry.
0: Yeah, I mean, you went all the way from working as an intern to now you're being the deputy news director at Sports Illustrated. And that's, I mean, in that sh- short of time span, it's been phenomenal. You moved up in the rankings pretty quickly, I would say. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's always, I always love uh, hearing people's stories and like the way you kind of laid it out. It's like you literally worked your way up the ladder and, you know, to move up that quickly, obviously, you're, you're good at what you do. Moving on uh, to NFL, do you think like the NFL is going to be uh, – do you think the season is going to start on time?
1: I don't know. I, I'm so – I'm so um, conflicted about all of it. I, I love football. It's my favorite sport. I want there to be a season. I think the NFL, if they – audible – no, pun intended – audible and – those bubble environments I think they can have the season and pull this off but football is such a contact sport and there are so many bodies out on a field you're in meetings with people you're sharing rooms you're you're in this these confined environments even off the field I can't imagine the, the spreading the virus and everything contained especially because most most people and unfortunately seeing on social media don't want to wear masks. they don't want to take the precautions they're not when you're on the football field you're not purelling your hands every five minutes yeah. and i just i i'm optimistic but seeing how the mlb is handling the moment in light of the uh with miami and um having to cancel games now i just i don't i don't think it's gonna I don't know where we're gonna be at week eight <laughs> so I hope there's a season I hope they start on time but I think they seriously need to make some adjustments now in order to have that even have opening <laughs> day having opening off being able to you know have a season be as normal as possible
0: right yeah we I, we were talking about this uh yesterday with a uh, with baseball come making a comeback, you know, and obviously the Miami Marlins, I think they now have 16 players with COVID and they have some of their coaches and training staff as well. You know, now they're, they're isolating. They're going to pick back up with their schedule next Monday. So they're missing pretty much a whole week. It's going to be filled with doubleheaders. I think that's what's going to happen with either with the NFL season or I think it's going to get pushed this spring. I think it's going to kind of be like, what, Pretty much all college sports, my dear.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm really certain. concerned about NCAA athletes. And recently, Arizona State, their swimming and diving program, they actually just decided to redshirt everybody for the 2021 season, which I think is awesome to give them that opportunity and continue with their education and not have to worry about I contract this, compete with my sport. You know, how am I going to go to my classes and fulfill my academic obligations? And, yeah. um, a lot of these student athletes, they don't have health insurance, which is shocking considering they're making millions and upon millions of dollars for their universities. And if they contract the virus, if they are with family members, if they're trying to, you know, a lot of athletes all have to help take care of their own families. So I'm really scared for the collegiate athletes and how the NCAA is handling that. I'm hoping in the coming weeks, there's a little bit more, Resolution with that, and a you know a blanket resolution where it's going to protect Division One athletes as well as as well as Division Three, where these kids are just trying to um, play to you know ha- have a scholarship and you know yeah. really, you know move on and and the workforce and possibly turn pro and whatever their sport is. But it's just it's something that concerns me so much.
0: Yeah, and I think that across all, I think when you see it with all NCAA, I think in ten years, I think there's going to be like at least a minimum wage or like a stipend for these athletes and health insurance is going to have to be mandatory because you know, they're, they're out there, they're making money for these universities like you mentioned and they aren't being protected. The injury, they get injured. Their career is pretty much gone if they're hoping to maybe go to the majors or uh, go to their pros, their pro sports leagues. So it's, it's definitely uh, some telling, you know, hopefully that, with COVID, this actually does spark that uh, maybe new movement for them. Because now you see also with the NBA too, the NBA is uh, now allowing players to pretty much come out and j- go to the G League for a year. Mm-hmm. And that, that's going to be – that's a, just starting that sort of movement right there doing that.
1: What- and the Players Association, they're even talking about having a bubble for next season for the NBA. And I'm thinking, like, oh my gosh, some of them don't even want to comply right now. This is gonna work for a whole another year. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I think if they have a year to to work on this, I think they'll they'll ex- expect more of it. But yeah, it's it's a uh, hopefully by then there's a vaccine, <laughs> which I mean, I I guess like you hear every day in the news that there's something in the works, or better testing, or but it it's. Uh, yeah, a whole year of this, another year of this will be interesting for sports as it, as it goes with, uh, with all that. What, who, if the NFL, if the NFL does uh, partake, who is your, uh, what teams do you think are going to make a run for the Super Bowl? Oh,
1: that's so tough. I, I just want people to all wear their masks because I need to see how New England shakes out with having Cam Newton and Bill Belichick under the same roof. And then I also need to see Excuse me. (laughs) Okay, Andrea. Sorry about that. Hold
0: on. No, you're okay.
1: <laughs> and then I also need to see how Tampa Bay is going to work with Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, you have Godwin Evans, you have so many like, you have so much talent under one roof. And what's crazy is with Gronk, it's for a whole year. It was, I'm happy. I'm happy being retired. I'm pushing my CVD stuff. I'm not going to come back. I lost all this weight. I'm happy. I don't have head injuries anymore. And then now it's, okay, oh, Okay, Tom's going to Tampa. <laughs> and it was like, well, wait a minute. I thought you were so happy not playing. And now it's suddenly you just didn't want to be in New England.
0: <laughs> you never know what to expect of Rob Gronkowski. He's a a wild card, and uh, but he, I mean, he only retired. He retired when he was only thirty, you know. Yeah. And he's. I think taking a year off was great for him. You know, he could recover from most of those injuries he's always had, and uh, being, I think, on a team w- with his one of his best friends <laughs> Tom Brady, and being on a, you know, it's different coaching. You know, you have Bruce Arians and Belichick are two totally different minds, and uh, it's definitely gonna be interesting to see. With the Patriots, I I think I saw yesterday six players are now opted out for the season on the pit in the past. Yes, I still think that Belichick will be able to plug and play. Of course, like he's brilliant, but it's with Cam there. I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. I mean, they're in a division where they could easily win it.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I'm also really excited about with the Panthers having Teddy Bridgewater back as a starter because I he I love Teddy so much. I wanted him to sign with the Chargers actually but that didn't happen, and I um, am really excited to see what he can do, that leg injury, and that hole where he basically tore everything, like, in his knee, and it was, oh, so disgusting, um, and then ended up being a backup with New Orleans, and, you know, it's like he's, he still has so much potential, and I'm excited to see what he's gonna do in Carolina, and of course with Matt Rule, it's like there's been so many coaching changes this past year, I have to remember, like wait who is where and it's like that that gif of the woman doing the equations
0: like (laughs) don't you feel like it's been harder with COVID like you're like oh yeah that's right they signed months ago
1: (laughs) yeah like oh yeah that's happened and then even last weekend or yeah it was last weekend Jamal Adams was traded to Seattle who I think if I had to pick right now and it's so hard because injuries during training camp and even those first couple weeks of the season there's a lot of things that happen there's a lot of like de- there's always that's, there's always some devastating injury that has I, I think last year was Nick Foles with his collarbone or, or um
0: and Drew Brees happens. right week one
1: and in week one there's always something that happens training camp someone always gets hurt that's it's just one of those oh like oh, that's so, that's just so bad it's so horrible or whatever yeah. so things happen but if I had to pick right now I would say Seattle would be my one of my top contenders because they have everything that they need at the moment now who knows what happens in the next month but i i had to pick a team right now i would say the seahawks
0: i thought the seahawks were gonna go when they played the niners in the in the postseason last year i thought you know they they pretty much have uh, russell wilson pretty much owned the niners up to to this point and then uh, they were able to like, give them a beating. I don't see the Niners going back again no. next year.
1: I think was, people are going to figure them out. It's it's kind of like with the Rams. Um, two years ago, it's like they ended up, you know, waffling in the <laughs> Super Bowl I, uh, last year. They somehow were, like, still in contention because of how <laughs> – playoff system is set up which is so bizarre but they were still in contention up to a certain point and then they obviously it was not their year and I think people they figure out except for the Patriots teams figure out like okay this is what they're going to run this is how their defense works and it's just kind of a one-trick pony yeah I think that's going to be the same for the Niners although I think it'd just be really fun to see them backing a the center I would- Shanahan um you know
0: I think that'd be great but I you know who knows yeah yeah, I I agree I mean Kyle Shanahan's a great mind it's just definitely going to depend on Garoppolo's next leap you know if he could have a leap like Lamar Jackson did I mean Mm -hmm. then they will definitely be back in the playoffs that division's so tough though you know the Arizona's going to be better next year the Rams I think are going to bounce back you know I think they had a lot of uh they lost a lot of people. They lost their defensive coordinator in White Phillips. Um, this last season, they they got rid of Gurley, which was like kind of mind blowing. But you know, then again, yeah. they just didn't play. So it's. I uh, think it would
1: be awesome if you had a Seahawks-Ravens Super Bowl.
0: Seahawks-Ravens would be good. I would. I would definitely like to see that. It'd be too. It would just be
1: a lot of running. It'd be a track meet.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, do, do you like the new running style? Do you like that sort of offense?
1: I do. I I think it's it's more exciting for fans. You're not expecting it's like with the Chargers, Philip Rivers hardly ran. His the, the man can <laughs> run. <laughs>
0: no, okay.
1: He cannot run. And and he just sits in the pocket and it's just kind of like, okay, it's kind of like, like uh Peyton Manning of you know, just kind of like, hmm, okay, They're just looking to throw when, and, and like <laughs> when
0: Peyton when Peyton Manning got ready to throw though, I mean it was like the ball could go anywhere. Yeah,
1: it was cannons down the field. It was, yeah, it was oh, – And he was with the Broncos. I was, just, I was so upset because – Oh, uh,
0: noodle arm Peyton Manning at the end of it.
1: <laughs> it was, um, and I think, you know, having these versatile quarterbacks and, you know, it's like Lamar Jackson is so exciting to watch. And it's not just – even some of my friends that aren't football fans, they're like, oh, wow, I want to watch, you know – it's like, do you want to watch uh, the Raiders or do you want to watch the Ravens? Okay, I'm gonna watch the Ravens they're doing fun stuff, and not only that, it's like they—they're just—they have more charisma, and it's just—it's just exciting to um, see these like younger quarterbacks succeeding. And that's why I'm excited about Cam too, is having a different style in New England because for years, Brady—Brady Brady could run a little bit, but it was just more out of desperation. It wasn't for <laughs> style
0: point. i think brady got faster as he got older was just always funny i thought you know it's usually <laughs> the other way around but watching brady scramble was always like watching someone run in slow motion <laughs> but he was he was always uh good at the uh the quarterback sneak mm-hmm. every time i swear it was always like automatic watching him do a quarterback sneak into the end zone
1: yeah there's any more than five yards, yeah. It's, nope, it's
0: not gonna work. <laughs> it's like it's like watching him run five yards. is five seconds. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I mean more and more as you go, you you have these hybrid quarterbacks coming in the league. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers. He might not be in Green Bay next year. Who knows? Depending on know how that goes. And uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm an Eagles fan. Watching Carson Wentz back. I you know I hope he can stay healthy this whole season. And uh, it's gonna be exciting to see him come back with a full year under his belt and uh, not this time there's no Nick Foles around. There's, there's nobody around. So it's just going to be, I know last year was the same way, but now hopefully like with all these, uh, with kind of all those expectations gone, now you can just play with hopefully healthy receivers and seeing how that kind of goes about for, uh, for someone trying to look into breaking the sports, like, Right now, I'm going to Full Sail University. I'm working on my broadcasting degree. And for there's a lot of other people in the class to, that I know just like that. Uh, what sort of advice would you have for them?
1: I think right now is such a great time to, if you want to write, if you want to broadcast, just start making your own content just like this where you're putting your name out there, you're making those connections. And Twitter, Twitter's free for right now, even though there's always those rumors of like, oh, they're gonna start charging you or everything. Um, Twitter's free, you can, you know, post your links on there, get your name out, just like start hashtagging things and trying to get your name in those conversations. Um, because although it's, it's off right now because a lot of teams, I, I have friends that work at different organizations that have been laid off or furloughed because their jobs require fans in the stands, and that's not happening right now, or um, the teams aren't just bringing in enough money aside from the money they need to put on the field. Um, I think just, like, creating your own content and using this time to do that, because eventually when you do try to get that job, you need to have, especially in broadcasting, you need to have your reel. You need to have your content that you've created and your body of work to show for, like, this is what I did during the quarantine. I started a podcast, I started a blog, I've been writing recaps on the games. And, and right now you have um, the NBA, the WNBA, you have um, golf is back, you have um, soccer, you have so many things that you can even just like write some recaps on. Uh, if they are broadcasting the pressers, just like transcribe and just kind of write your own story or do just a quick like a couple minute video, just recapping what happens in the match, or, you know, standout plays, and, you know, it's something that um, you can do on your own, you don't have to be at ESPN to do, or, you know, it's like, and that also is great when it comes time for applying for jobs, or even just with school, too, you can use it with your own um, projects, too, and getting used to editing, and, and all that, so I think just taking advantage, and then when it comes time to apply for jobs, and kind of, figure out what you want to exactly do. Do you have, um, you know, experience that you can put forward and also making those connections now too. And say, hey, like, you know, not necessarily asking for a job right now. It's it's hard um, to, um, you know, find opportunities for people, especially paying, um, but also volunteer as well. See if other organizations, hey, are you looking for um, an intern and, most places they'll do um, class credit if they can't pay you, or even just like shadow somebody. I you know it's kind of hard right now to shadow. Right. You can even just ask them, "Hey, what's your day to day like? You know, do you mind if I like talk to some other people in your organization?" Uh,
0: how, how much, uh, how much of importance would you express that networking has been a key part in your career?
1: Oh, I absolutely very important. Um, all of my jobs, aside from the angels, because I had applied through like teamwork and um, Uh it was a whole process. So teamwork. Teamwork online is a a great website and it's a great way to see like what's available, like who's hiring and everything. But also it can be an endless pit where you're just, you're putting your resumes out there and you're like, is someone even looking at it? And so the important thing is, is to find somebody if you want to work for the Dodgers, look, you know, apply for the job on there then see if you know somebody or if somebody knows somebody who knows somebody to see if they can get your resume in. And like, I've always tried to be um, very helpful with that of, even if it's a friend of a friend and I'll say, Hey, is this person good? Like, I don't want to like put my name on somebody else's, um, you know, on, on somebody and, and then if that doesn't work out and it's like, Hey, this person, uh, yeah,
0: they're like, good job to X, you.
1: Y and, Z, and did you recommend this person? <laughs> Um, you always want to be careful and especially when you like pay it forward too. you always want to make sure that you know you're confident that this person's not going to jeopardize your own future
0: so i, I love that you said that pay, paying it forward it, it means a great deal
1: and yeah and i it's like i owe so much um i had mentioned before it's like um being at USC, there are so many broadcasters and stuff. And at that time, everyone was trying to hang, you know, interview Matt Barkley and, you know, he was the, the bee's knees at the time. And so it's like, I got to meet, you know, Shelly Smith and like Aaron Andrews is there and all these different like awesome people. And you can kind of pick their brain and, okay, well, you know, hi, you know, introduce yourself and everything. And it, you know, it's hard right now because people aren't um, congregating as much, but you can even just do that on, LinkedIn and Twitter, just kind of, like, throw your hat in um, and just see, like, because the worst thing somebody can do is not respond or say no, say kick rocks, like, and (laughs) and I've had people, like, I've had people that have DM'd on Twitter for different things just to, like, hey, how's it going, and they just didn't respond at all. And they had followed me. They like, they follow me, and they just didn't respond. And so I just kind of took it as like, okay, well, maybe they're going through something. Maybe they're dealing with something at the moment. And it's like they, you know, it's like one of those things. But um, I think just don't be afraid to connect with people, and you might be surprised. Because a lot of the sports industry is so small. So you also want to make sure you don't burn any bridges because it's everybody's tight knit. Everybody knows everybody. Um, even if it's just like a passing, um, thing, I, I, everybody is familiar with everybody. So whether, whether you, um, the world's very small, so you want to make sure that everybody is, you know, you have a good standing that you're not, you don't, um, if you're rude to one person, everybody else is going to find out.
0: (laughs) Right. It's, I mean, you see it in, you see it in media (laughs) right now, everyone's, you know, if you're me and anybody people throw you under the bridge very quick and oh so, yeah <laughs> it, yeah know, it's just something you read like on the news every day <laughs> but yeah. yeah no i love i love that you said that and I, I admire that what you're talking about it's like pretty much like you're being optimistic you're not just saying oh this person didn't respond to me it's because they don't want to talk to me or they just don't think i'm important it's like me you the person you know that we walk by on the street are all going through something yeah. Also preoccupied too. Like, I think like with social media and our phones, like things just go so fast now. It's like I don't know. I remember growing up, it was like we never had our phones like that, or and so it was easier to process things. I feel like nowadays it's like you process this post for two minutes, and then it's just on to the next post and on to the next mm-hmm. post. But yeah, it's like for people listening out there, it's like you know whether what industry you are in, you know just remain optimistic and just think that, you know, just remember that people are going through different things.
1: And you never know if somebody could have lost a parent or someone's ill in their family and you don't know what's going on, especially right now. Um, I know so many people that are battling coronavirus or who have had coronavirus. And so you, it's tough, you know, if you, you don't want to get discouraged if someone doesn't respond to you immediately. Um, I know people that, like, they might not even look at, like, DMs or any their tweets, or tweet anything, yeah. like, they just, you know, they might just completely, you know, block that out, because um, they assume it's going to be something negative or inappropriate, so, like, they might not even look at it, and then they go back, and they're, like, oh, okay, whoops, well, sorry, and then months later, like, um, sometimes it's, like, I don't even look at Twitter DMs, because it's, like, I just, I'm, unless it's a friend or something, I'm, like, I don't know what this is, I'm not going to open it. Or yeah so you never
0: know what's spam anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know
1: what this is, you know. Um so yeah, just I think just above all just don't get discouraged. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of news, and that's just how it is. I can't tell you how many jobs I've applied to since I since I graduated undergrad in 2013. So 7 years I've it's been I probably would say probably like 500 jobs. Oh and like God. how have, have I actually had I mean, it's like I, it's it's kind of it's crazy, and then about uh, of interviews too. You get like the first interview, and you're thinking like, yeah, this is so exciting. You know, I think I did really well. They seem very responsive, and then you you know end up like you get the the email, the the breakup letter. You know, of like oh no, it's like we decided to go with somebody else. I'm like okay, like cool. Then next one comes on, you get an interview. Then, okay, now I'm going to get the second interview. And you you think like, okay, I think this might be it. I think I might get the job. And then, nope, doesn't work out. So you just kind of have to prepare yourself to continue to be optimistic. The right thing, what you're meant for, the right thing will come along. And I think that's just good life advice in general is what you're destined for is going to happen. And you just have to be confident. And you have to do, you know, what you're, go with your gut feeling too. If you think, um, don't just take a job too, just to take it, um, make sure that it's the right fit. You, um, know, cause the sports you're, it's not nine to five Monday through Friday. You're going to be, I, at NFL, I worked at 5.00 AM, five, six days, seven days a week. And it's not glamorous, <laughs> Um, and you're doing stuff that you might think like I, you know, why did I? Why am I doing this? Like, why do I have to transcribe all this stuff? You know, it's and it's just part of. This is part of the game. It's just work, busy work, whatever. And um and now it's like I work late, you know, um, afternoon until the late evening. So it's like um you know sports. It it just and if you're in live events, you're not gonna go home until like two three in the morning. So if you're thinking about you know, scheduling, uh, you know, going out with your friends to, um, you know, downtown LA after the game, that's not going to happen, like, you're going to be, like, your friends are going to be out partying, you're still, you know, you know, printing out stat packs for the next day, like, it's not, you know, it's not all, like, you're showing up in to the stadium, um, and, you know, it's like, you're, it's not like, um, your experience is going to be much different than Troy Aikman's until you're in Troy Aikman's. <laughs> position broadcasting for Fox <laughs> and then I think that's the hardest part is people just want to come in and you want to be in that position and it, just, it takes a lot of course his his path was a little different because he was a professional athlete but um, just in general broadcasters it's not it's not all glamorous you might have to take a job in a lower tier market somewhere. and I have friends in broadcasting that have Gone from like eugene oregon to now philly and it's you know you have to just kind of continuously work your way up
0: that sounds like be ready for that moment too in that Mm -hmm. sort of sense how do you maintain your relationships do you do do you have any practices that you do
1: i think you know just for me just kind of checking in with people um you know just sending even just sending an email just saying like hey like how's it going um you know just kind of checking in or something happens um, especially some of my friends with different teams and i'll say hey i saw that crazy trade that happens like i know i probably swamped but you know just saying hi You know, just just leave it at that just like leave it like open-ended or like hey i wanted to share that i am finishing my grad program or i am you know doing x y and z or i'm going to be at this event i'm going to go to the combine or something and um are you going and just kind of like keeping those connections because you don't want to go a long period of time and then do one of those like and i've had people do this to me too like oh my gosh i totally forgot to email you back two years ago (laughs) And, and you're kind of okay well uh how do we catch up here on like the past like two years well this happened this you know it's it's um you want to make sure you maintain those relationships, even as just quick little notes. Um, If you're on a texting relationship with that person, I think that's totally fine. Um, But if you're not, I wouldn't just, like, drop, you know, like, start texting somebody out of the blue unless they're comfortable with it. Because I know some people can be like, wait, why is this, you know, why is this happening? Or they're swamped with other stuff. And they're not necessarily looking at their text or or mentally tell themselves, like, oh, I'm going to reply to this person later. Right.
0: Is, is there anything else that you like to say that you, that you are, haven't already said?
1: Uh, well, I think I've, I've talked your ear off. <laughs> um, no, I think just like using, as I said this before, just like use this time to continue to be creative and just kind of like figure out um, what exactly you want to do. And even if you do have that idea of like how you're going to go about that, um, maybe learning a new language, maybe doing something else. I try to diversify your resume and what you can bring to the table because if you, being a broadcaster, I assume eventually you're gonna sign a contract with like an agent uh, and who's gonna try to get you jobs with either um, a local network or try to, a network job or you know, um, broadcasting, well, um, minor league isn't happening. Um, this year but eventually it's like these opportunities and trying to find you something and you want to be able to like say hey like this is what I can do this is what I can talk about you know these are my ambitions and just kind of like setting yourself apart from the pack like I don't think you need like a a gimmick but sometimes like something that's like that makes you you because there's people that's like oh I'm I want to be a play-by-play broadcaster it's like okay well what's your thing? And it's like, everybody wants to be Vin Scully, but there's only one Vin Scully. So be the best Brian that you can be.
0: Right. Yeah. Actually practice what you want to become too. Yes. You're, we're all going to sound maybe a little, you know, not, not dumb, but you know, we're going to sound, uh, unexperienced, <laughs> you know, for the most part, like, I'm sure when you came into sports too, you know, you're unexperienced, but like you worked your way up in consistency and now you're, you're working at Sports Illustrated, and you had, you know, an amazing road, and that's not even—you're not even tapping into it yet. You, know, you still have so much more ahead of you.
1: Thank you. Yes, um, and I think also just having the right attitude too when you come into things. And like I said earlier, the sports industry isn't glam—glamorous at all, unless you're like at the unless you're the owner of the team or you're down on the field playing the game. Um, And so you have to do a lot of things that you might think, like, why am I doing this? Especially, like, intern work, too. You think, "Uh, why am I, like, doing this and that? And it's actually, it's a great experience. And just, I think, having a positive attitude and just, like, wanting to be there makes the world of difference. Like, you can be picking out the trash. And as long as you are, you know, positive and thinking, like, hey, I'm working at, the Dodgers or I'm working for the Kings right now. Like, this is awesome. Like I'm around these world-class athletes and just having that attitude, you're going to feel so much better and you're going to take pride in your work too.
0: Andrea, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you so much, Brian. It was a pleasure chatting with you about the sports industry.
0: I hope everyone tuning in can take away a few lessons from Andrea. She lays out a lot of a uh, you know, critical advice for people out there looking to break into the sports industry or in any industry for that fact, you know, you can take away any little insight, you know, or practical habits that she kind of gave away today and take that and run with it. You know, she's worked her way up in the sports industry, which is highly competitive and in such little time too. And now she's working in a high industry position at a sports illustrated Again, I want to thank Andrea and everybody for tuning in to today. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. You could follow me on Instagram at Brian Argot. And please subscribe to the show and share it with those that you love. I uh, am always here to help people. Please feel free to reach out to me and and, uh, tune in to the next episode. I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you for tuning in.